0: Hello and welcome to Game of Moans where each week we're looking back at season one of Game of Thrones an episode of a time and dissecting it I am Chris Bolton with me as always the mountain Mr. Mark Williams
1: what's
0: up and this is episode seven so it stands to reason that we're looking at season one episode seven you win or you die
1: yeah, um, no, I thought this came uh, earlier in the run, um, this episode, just because the title of the episode is uh, part of a quote which gives the show its name as well, um, where Cersei says, when you play the game of thrones you win or you die, there's yeah. no middle ground. I thought it was cut much earlier on because I thought it set up um, the whole show much earlier. Um it's a bit on the nose. It's a bit cheesy, to be honest. Um, I get annoyed there's, when films do it. The, yeah, there's
0: nothing <laughs> cheesier than people speaking the title of a film or a TV show. Um, and yeah, it full on feels cringeworthy when we get it here. Um,
1: yeah, uh, it's very early on in the episode as well, isn't
0: it? It is. Um, it's very cringeworthy. Uh, it's very early on. And the episode just gets worse from there. I think um, I was not a fan of this one. Um, I think probably even more so because I was such a fan of last week's episode. Uh, this just felt like coming back down to earth with a real crashing thud yeah. for me. Um, but, let I, I mean, let's get into it. Um, we... I, I mean, for me, first and foremost... Here. Um, we get this, this scene with, with Jamie and Tywin Lannister. This is the first time we meet him. yeah. Uh, not a terribly interesting introduction to the character, really. He just no. doesn't do a great deal at all, does he? Uh, well, he does. I mean,
1: he's he's sort of gutting on skinning some form of wild beasts that he's killed. And that's the most interesting about, this, about the scene. But the problem is they put that in because the scene is so fucking dull.
0: It's this, this whole episode is like that. It is dull. It's dull, shock factor dull as dishwater um i mean the only thing is to say about the scene he is making a fairly good job of skinning the animal actually
1: um, and, and apparently, apparently that's genuine as well apparently it was um <clears> he <throat> was a freshly killed deer um that he would had like an hour or so with a butcher before and that was his training and he actually did a decent fit he made a decent fist of it apparently
0: yeah it looks like you know, I, I know nothing about skinning animals but it fucking looks convincing to me um if that oh, yeah. is genuinely an animal carcass and they are genuinely skinning it for the sake of a TV show um, that's fucking wrong you monsters um, And I'm no, <laughs> I'm no vegetarian but that is just fucking wrong well what?
1: maybe it died of natural causes um, maybe Mark Addy farted near and it killed <laughs> over. Maybe,
0: I don't know, but that, that just seems a little a little excessive. Um, I, I'd
1: imagine it was one that was numb. I didn't I would imagine they didn't have one killed especially for it. It was probably a case of no they're down at the outdoor saying that when one comes in round right about that day, can we have it?
0: I guess, um but it's also just more the fact that there's a whole animal's worth of, of meat there that somebody could eat. Uh, I
1: don't. Uh, they probably did. I to be fair, say I, w-
0: I would like to hope that that carcass was donated to some. That's form for you to of, the Yeah, Yeah, Um I would like to think it was donated to some form of charitable organisation afterward. If it was. Or a, the crew. Uh, yeah, or the crew. Um, I, I'd rather think it went to actual starving people, um, since anyone on the crew is not exactly going to be short of a few pennies to rub together
1: uh, is only season one though
0: true but I mean they're still in unions they're still getting paid uh, maybe not yeah. massive bank but they're still getting paid yeah, it's,
1: it's going to be a union isn't it it's going yeah. to be a decent uh, it's going to be a decent to wage a decent
0: it's going to be a living yeah. wage anyway um,
1: yeah exactly
0: but yeah apart from that the only real interesting thing which is something that I, you know hate to say i told you so but i've been calling for weeks here um jamie flat out says that he wouldn't kill ned um Tywin says to him, why is he still alive and jamie just says it wouldn't have been clean yeah um, there was there was interference it wasn't an honorable kill and there's jamie's character right there as i've been sort of insinuating for as i say the last seven weeks now um He's not a bad guy. He's really not. I don't, I don't know why people think he is. His motivations are just different from those of our heroes.
1: Yeah, and I think that the fact you've got like Tyrion says, "Why is he still alive?" Oh, it wouldn't have been clean. Yeah, but why is he still alive? It's that like, um, people don't people don't get it because it's such a ruthless, such a cutthroat world yeah. um, that they're inhabiting that this it, it's, it is almost honourable. Um, and so that people aren't used to it, and especially from a man who stabbed a king in the back, people don't expect him to be looking for this graceful, honourable, decent, sort of moral killing. No, so I couldn't, I couldn't take his head off because it wouldn't have been fair. I, if, I, if I'm going to kill him, I want, I want him to lose. I wanted to lose a fair fight, and he would have had it not been for that dickhead who stabbed him in the knee.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Ned's life was saved by somebody stabbing him in the knee there is no doubt about that um jamie would have taken him down otherwise i think
1: oh yeah he was he was on the verge wasn't he yeah
0: definitely and you know this isn't who wins but in a straight fight between the two of them i think i'd have to give it to jamie he's got youth on his side he certainly looked like a better swordsman in the fight they were having so i
1: was going to say in 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 the fight they were having he looked no don't give me your own. No, Ned. Ned gave it gave it a good uh, a good go, and he made a decent fist of But I don't think he could have kept going for much longer. I think no, he was he was he was starting to blow. He was already getting a bit you know, a bit worn down. Mm. And whatever he threw at Jamie, wasn't coming out. So you know, it, he would have lost it eventually. I think so. I think so. Um,
0: but yeah, that's about the only thing of interest with this scene. Um, yeah.
1: Also, the quickest episode. Of Who wins? We've ever, ever done. Yeah.
0: There you go in the battle between Jamie Lannister and Ned Stark Jamie Lannister's the winner <laughs> uh, okay well that's us for the week then <laughs> fuck it yeah, happy days <laughs> see you next week
1: <laughs> yeah um, no I mean I, uh, it, uh, this, it was an interesting scene in as much as re, because having re, no, having now gone back to it and rewatched it um, and knowing the arc that the, the that the story will take especially with the Lannisters and seeing how involved Tywin will become it's interesting to see how they sort of frame him from day one and you've got there's lots of talk from Tyrion early on about my father this my father that Um, Cersei mentions um, their father and their bloodline quite often and so to actually meet him it's quite interesting to see how how he comes across and I think Charles Dance makes a decent effort, or he makes a good, a good run of what he's given, mm-hmm. yeah. and I think as we go through the next so season, season and a half that'll pick up because the work he does actually improves quite a lot
0: Yeah, yeah, it does um, He, I I credit him in fact for the, the kind of slow heel turn of the Lannisters um, or at least of Cersei actually because the other two are absolutely fine um, yeah. but at this point in time I, I and mean, even towards the end of, of this episode as well, which we'll get to when we get to it I like, I still don't see the Lannisters as villains. I just see them as different. Yeah, they're
1: just the other the other side of. Uh, they're just the other, the side, other side of the, of the coin. An yeah,
0: absolutely. Like this. You know, this could be anybody's story still at this point it's not like there's a, a set family here that we have to root for the starks like i'll be honest there's a little bit of me and especially in this episode when ned is the dumbest motherfucker on the planet oh absolutely it's, it's we'll come cu- we'll to that in a minute but what the fuck was he thinking yeah, several occasions in this episode he just he deserves everything he gets just for his actions in this episode <laughs> um but yeah there are several times i, I, I just flat out think I'm on Team Lannister to be honest <laughs> um, and, and I remember feeling that when I first watched the show as well actually between the two families it, early on especially I kind of was swayed towards the Lannisters
1: um, I think the problem is that you are through the way the story is being told especially the first season you are automatically positioned to to align with the Starks to follow the Starks to support the Starks because they're, you know, they're noble, they're honourable know they're somewhat idealistic mm-hmm. um ideologically challenged should we say i think that um ned is a bit too a uh, bit too naive to be in the position he's in certainly um, yeah. but generally you are positioned in a way that you no know, you are going to you know you're going to root for them because they're you know, they're the ones who have been downtrodden No, their son gets thrown out of a window um cat's sister's husband is murdered um no, she gets attacked and I'm not attacked all the rest of so You are automatically positioned in a place where you say, right, okay, these are the ones you've got to root for and these are the ones that are doing it to them. Hmm. And, no, it's it's – in in that respect, I, I sort of draw a comparison. I've done this in the past and people look at me as if I'm fucking stupid, which what else is there? Um But I, there's, a, there's a comparison here with um, Romeo and Juliet because – in most things that yes, are written, you yeah. are positioned to align with one side, and here there are two very clear sides who you could go either way for.
0: Yeah, I can see and that.
1: You wouldn't be wrong in either way. Yeah,
0: I, I can see that.
1: Um, I know there's a reason I did the show with you because nobody else agrees with me on yeah, that.
0: Yeah, no, no, I can, I can definitely see that. I think, I think it's more elegantly done in Romeo and Juliet, but then oh yeah, absolutely, um, no duh. Uh,
1: <laughs> you know, this is, this is yeah, a reason Game for of that. Thrones, not
0: Shakespeare. Um, but. Yeah, I I can definitely see. That. I th- I think th- there is more of an attempt, as you say, to paint the Lannisters in a villainous light than you would do with yeah. with a Montague or a Capulet. But it's definitely there. You can go either way with with these houses. And and aside from Arya, um, at this point, I don't think there's anyone in House Stark that. I'm really rallying behind. I'm not counting John because he's off at the wall now. He's his own thing. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, and the dogs don't count because they're not written for. Yeah,
0: exactly. So, I mean, I, I kind of prefer the Lannisters at this point. I certainly prefer the Lannisters Tyrion are more and Jaime. Interesting. <laughs> so.
1: Yeah, I mean, the Lannisters are more interesting. I mean, um, you look at, if you look at direct comparisons, you've got um, Tyrion and Jamie and Rob. And whoever he's around at the time, because we're not doing much with Bran. Uh, was it Rickon, the younger Rickon, one? Rickon, yeah, uh, yeah. He's, I think he's been seen once because he's like four. Mm. Um, and then you've got fucking Theon, who's acting, acting like he's the big I am, up in Winterfell when he's actually nobody. So you look at you look at those characters now. You look at uh, Tyrion and Jamie who are far more interesting, far more rounded, and have far more to do. Oh yeah, and, absolutely.
0: Um, absolutely
1: and and when and when they are on screen it doesn't feel like a chore whereas when you get any of the starks on screen with the exception of are you, you think oh fuck okay this <laughs> because is gonna be a they're slog.
0: all so fucking miserable and that is <laughs> yeah. that is the biggest problem with this episode it is miserable like last week's episode popped along at a decent clip it was funny it was yeah. action-packed it was it was great it was a fun time it was 50 minutes of of good escapism this is a fucking funeral, dirge By comparison, um,
1: by comparison, yes. Although I will say it's better than episodes four and five.
0: Yes, I would agree, um, but only marginally. You're saying that? I don't know if I yeah. do agree this, but mm, I, I think this is the episode out of all of them so far where I have been clock watching. I was watching it, thinking like, "Oh, for fuck's sake, really? There's another twenty minutes of this? Like, either yeah, I stay true, yeah. at the wall." or just get on with it because everything else in this episode is horseshit uh the stuff at the wall is fine you know i i like any time we're at the wall that's the, as i've said several times that's the most interesting storyline to me um but even that this week and we'll get on to that when we come to it. even that was a little bit of a dirge. yeah um and that is a is an error in writing more than anything else which we'll come on to but anyway moving on with the episode um we get into this scene with with ned and cersei and ned makes just the stupidest most dangerous power play possible
1: but it's not even a power play is it it's it's like i'm going to make what i'm telling you now i'm going to i'm going to have a go yeah Yeah. when when the king's king gets back which could be in fucking months because you know we don't know um i'm gonna tell him that you know Actually, you've been fucking your brother and his kids on his kids. Which, and,
0: how does and, Ned, how does he actually make that fucking jump? Because aside because from it... Because he's got blonde Pierre, hair. Yeah, but...
1: Blonde and blonde, like
0: this isn't the fucking Iron Master race. You don't necessarily (laughs) need two blonde people to make a blonde person.
1: (laughs) No, that's uh, like we we said. I think we said a couple of weeks ago. Just because the Baratheons have traditionally got darker hair doesn't mean their genetics are stronger than than the Lannisters. So there's no guarantee that just because all the Baratheons before him ever have had dark hair that a kid with Cersei would automatically have dark hair.
0: Exactly. It doesn't now, make any now sense. Now, here is the first major, major plot hole that we've identified, and the first instance of just incredibly fucking dumb writing and poor characterization, okay? Because this can go one of two ways. This, this, If you're going to follow this scene, mm-hmm. can go one of two ways, both of which are stupid. Yeah. Either Ned has made a huge leap of faith here and put two and two together and miraculously managed to make four, right? Yeah. In which case... He then goes on to further it and say that brand new, and that's why he was pushed out of the window now.
1: Yeah. Where the fucking hell did that come from?
0: Yeah. And if he has known that all along, and this is the other way you can go with it, why the hell has it taken him seven fucking episodes, which is presumably, like, near enough seven months in Showtime? Well, yeah. Why is it taken him this long to actually bring that to anyone's attention or to work it out and put it all together like if he knew jamie pushed Bran out of the window either he knew flat out that um jamie and cersei were fucking in which case what was with all the sherlock stark stuff right or he knew that jamie pushed Bran out of the window and it's taken him seven months to realize why in which case you're a bad father Um, because surely if (laughs) you know that Jamie's pushed him out of the window, you're going to be all over that shit.
1: Well, yeah, you kill him first and you find out why later. Yeah. Or
0: he's just now pieced all of this together and then backtracked and thought, Oh, that's why Bran conveniently fell out of the window when the two of them were in Winterfell. In which case, how the fuck again, how do you make that leap? Like,
1: well, yeah, I mean, the only thing you can think is that obviously Cat came down from Winterfell to King's Landing to tell him about the dagger, and there was this thing with this you know, single strand of blonde hair, wasn't there?
0: Oh, yeah, there was a pub on the dagger, wasn't there?
1: Yeah. Um, which obviously, you know, that, 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 that's part of the equation as well. Now, I'm not, again, I'm not being funny. You find a single blonde hair in an aerial castle, which is apparently fucking easy to reach because anybody can get up there. She, you No, know, Cat got up there, Jamie and Cersei got up there. Can't be that difficult. So what's to say that, you no? Know, Rob or John or Theo i been taking horse up there for fucking ages.
0: Well, I mean, there's only one whore and she's uh, a redhead. Well, yeah, Ros so, so, has not I've been thought, up there. So.
1: Yeah, so man, that's part of that she's ginger. No, there's, there's always that possibility as well. So it, these are huge leaps of faith. Massive. On, on and they behalf. make no
0: sense and they leave plot holes that you can drive a fucking bus through.
1: They do, but also it it just again it shows how inept that they are writing these um you know cat and mouse political things because you don't show that hand
0: no oh no he's the worst poker player ever like to to actually as you say to flat out tell her that he knows and he's planning to tell robert as if he's going to threaten her it's like you you fucking you idiot
1: and again, like, and again like we we were told last week there is a plot to kill the yeah. king the king is in danger We've, we've had this from Varys the last week or the week before, so we know this already. Now, at this point, you've now managed to show a lucky way to the Queen is shagging somebody else and has had children who aren't the kings, and somebody is trying to kill the king. Yeah. It don't take genius to work out there could be a link no. there. It's, so It, it makes oh, no just, sense. <sighs> this, this
0: scene is dumb as a fucking bag of rocks, and Ned is dumb in it and Cersei is yeah. bad in it which is very rare but she is bad and her delivery of when you play the Game of Thrones you win or you die just lands with a resounding thud face yeah. palm seriously Absolutely, you want to mention yeah. the name of the show you don't need to do it on a big dramatic scene ending you gently slip it into the dialogue and let the fans yeah. pick it up and run with it Ugh, yuck uh, and it, as i say it's even worse cuz it's coming off the back of last week's episode which you just know this would have been handled a lot more deftly by the right people yeah but anyway it wasn't it isn't so on we go uh tits we're now at the most
1: pointless
0: and useless scene in the entire show to oh, date f-
1: yeah um <sighs> i mean don't get me wrong i i quite like lesbians on television it's something that i know i can appreciate i can see why people appreciate it even i was fucking bored like i what is the point in this scene i don't there's none whatsoever i mean i i've I've been doing some reading about this today and this is the scene of the entire show this is the one that's been branded as most pointless
0: It, it is entirely pointless and it's embarrassingly bad as well Littlefinger is awful in
1: it it's uncomfortable to watch. So I mean, and it serves no purpose because we already know that he has this massive history yeah. with Catelyn Stark and that uh, now he's, he's still at level. Of rest. We already know that, so we don't know anything from that. We know that Rosas is a whore she's gone to King's Landing. Is this like an audition? It's. Is this. No. Uh, what the fuck is the point it's this entire scene? This entire five minutes could have been yeah, struck.
0: The performances are terrible. The dialogue. Yeah. Once again, I'm not blaming anyone for this other than the writer the dialogue is bad you can't polish a turd um, the,
1: the dialogue is bad but also it doesn't need to be there no, there's no need for the scene whatsoever we already have all if you, if of this information to, yeah uh, if you're going to if you, need, if you need to put this this, uh, this um, exposition in then do it another way. There's no reason to I mean, have... We've said it. Yeah.
0: We've said it countless times, haven't we? Their exposition is dreadful. And and I can only think that the only thing they want to highlight here is that Littlefinger has a thing for Kat and so kind of has a little bit of a jealous streak for Ned and shouldn't be trusted. Yeah. That can all have been handled in one or two lines of dialogue. But
1: I don't even think you need it.
0: And I don't see why it has to be directed at whores uh, in amongst such gems as that's it, play with her ass. Yeah. Excuse me.
1: Uh, yeah. what? <laughs> and the thing I again, I'm not being funny. If you go if you feel, if you're so adamant, you're going to do this scene, get some porn stars in and know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's
0: embarrassingly, embarrassingly bad. Everyone involved in this scene, top to bottom, should be absolutely embarrassed that they showed up to work that day. It's awful. I yeah. cannot believe this is the same show as last week. At this point,
1: but again, there's no. This is, this is the writing, and this is people who have. Again, they they have no business trying to adapt characters or trying to convert characters in a way that don't need uh, don't need it. They, for the sake of brevity, for the sake of moving moving your TV show along, you don't need to put in what would have been probably a chapter. Of completely unnecessary bullshit. Yeah, I, and then go. Well, actually, this scene doesn't go anywhere. We've already had we've already had this information three four weeks ago. What can we do? Oh, we throw some tits in it. That'll make it all better. That'll make people pay attention. I mean,
0: it does literally feel like it's that. Unfortunately, you know, we we've spoke about the attitude towards women on this show already, and I'm sure we will do several times more in the coming weeks. But this really does just feel like an excuse to exploit women. Um,
1: it, it does. There, there are two there are two, th- um, there are two um, parts to it. I mean, so from the criticism I've read, um, is one is the fact it's incredibly incredibly exploitative. There's no need for it. it just again, it shows how you know, the attitude towards women, especially um, working class women or you know, lower than working class women, um, and also it's a bad bad tool for delivering exposition. Awful
0: awful i mean even even as i say the, the writing's bad and everybody should be ashamed but you you kind of feel even like is it Aiden Gillen or Gillen? How do I'm assuming it's Gillen. Gillen I think it's so. he, he, he's completely disinterested, and like to his credit, yeah. as I said with him last week, like he can be superb. There are there are uh, moments uh, in this show where he is as an actor, yeah, quite he's like absolutely him. excellent, and he has real presence. But he is totally disinterested here. He is literally just he's phoning it in in the truest sense of the word. He doesn't care at all about the lines that are coming out of his mouth. He knows this no, is bad. Not at all. You know, it's uh, yeah. it's atrocious. It's inexcusable and atrocious, and yeah, everyone needs to be ashamed. I, I'm ashamed that I watched it. <laughs> to be honest, I should have just fast forwarded through it. Um, but there you go. Yeah.
1: What what made it a bit more appealing? Than
0: that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's the other thing is like they are screaming like porn stars as well I can't imagine if yeah. you were watching this during your lunch time in work as you normally do I can't imagine this was much fun <laughs>
1: no to be fair I was um, I wasn't in work on Friday so I watched it Friday afternoon oh okay
0: so that's yeah, quite lucky not so bad then yeah um, no
1: but you know just when you
0: think that this episode couldn't get any fucking worse here comes Theon <laughs> fucking Greyjoy just to seal the fucking fucking Greyjoy seal. Uh, yeah. uh, insisting, absolutely insisting that he is ad- to be addressed as Lord. Just what an absolute cunt! <laughs> like.
1: Yeah, that's one. Um, but to be fair, it, it's again, it's not, it, it, it's it's a writing point of view, but it's something that you do get. You know, you would have had in medieval England, and you know, you know, pro- it's probably throughout the box, and you do get it elsewhere that you know they they address. Um, Bran as Lord Stark, they address, um, not they address Rob as Lord Stark. So they do address the children of Lords as Lords and Ladies, and that's that's fine now. I can get on board with that with, as world building, but is her name Osher or Osher? Something Osher, like that? isn't it? Uh, she hasn't actually yeah. been she, named
0: can, yet. We don't realise at no. this point that she will become a recurring character. But
1: yeah, um, yeah, but she's, she calls him on it straight away. So, well, my father's Lord of the Ironhards, well, what the fuck's I got to do with you? Yeah. And straight away, you Actually, yeah, she's got a point because, yes, okay, she's this um, thick, savage, you know, north-of-the-wall whore, but she fucking called him straight away. Oh, yeah, so, I mean, she's great in and the
0: scene. She, she's she great is. in and, and the
1: show because in general, of that. but she's super. Yeah, she yeah. is. Yeah, um, and, I mean, you look at that, and so, I guess she calls him out straight away, and because of that, and we see this nasty, aggressive streak we've seen from Theon week, week after week where people are you – know, People aren't buying into his bullshit. They're not. They're not accepting that he's he's as important as he says he is, and so then he automatically flip. No, he, he flips the switch and he's like, "No, you will do this. No, you, you know, you'd be very no, you'd be lucky to you know, get out of here without being raped or worse than that." Effect? And then my Luwin comes in and, and bucks him off.
0: And and her response then is fantastic. You know, it, it, yeah, there's genuine concern for her. and she, you know, she just treats Theon with all the respect that he deserves basically and says,
1: yeah. As everybody else has all the way yeah, through the show. I,
0: was it something like, I'm used to men that could chew that boy up and pick like pick him out of their teeth or something like that, is, is her line. Yeah,
1: pick, pick, pick their teeth yeah. from his
0: bones. <laughs> Fair play to her. you know. Uh, and then, yeah. moreover, she then goes on to mention the fucking White Walkers. Finally, again. Yes. So,
1: <laughs> finally, yeah, seven so, no, episodes. 20, 22 weeks. In. Like... Yeah, tw- twice in two weeks because they mentioned. Was it? Oh, was it last week or the week before when? Uh, they the week attacked before, brand. I think wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so twice in three
0: weeks. Yeah. Um, but apparently, mind you, apparently they've been sleeping all of this time. Rubbish! Yeah. What? What kind of fucking zombies sleep?
1: But then again, because you, you look at the. You look at the the wildlings and you know, to, the way they're set up. They are set up as not quite primitive, but they're no, they're not civilised, mm-hmm. um, and so they will have been brought up on superstitions and stuff like that. So you no, know, that's the sort of thing you'd expect to yeah. hear from them. I think I don't think no. I, I think it's one of those that you know, they're actually sleeping. They're just not. They're not actively attacking people at the moment. They're just mm-hmm. kind of there. And when no, they're biding their time, and when the time comes, they're going to rip the fucking world apart. Yeah. So,
0: uh, And then, you know, then just to try and set up some form of tension after we get in that story, we cut to the wall and a horse comes back on its own and it's Benjamin. Yes.
1: Yeah. Not just any horse, I say, not just any horse, it's Benjamin's horse. I
0: could be wrong, as I say, this is first, my, my first rewatch, but I think this is pretty much the last we hear of Benjamin now. I think this pretty much just gets jettisoned very fucking quickly. For a. about about, five years to the point where when he actually came back for a minute or two i was like who the fuck is that and then i remembered but
1: i had to google it so when when we got to the episode where he where he he does reappear spoilers i had to google who the fuck yeah but but, by the time we get that far down people have forgotten but i had to google who he was yeah
0: um it,
1: yeah because you know it, it was said that if you were, supposed to, you were supposed to know straight away who he was and what the backstory was That I don't fucking know I can't remember
0: yeah terrible but you know again the way it's framed it's like that's Uncle Benjamin's horse dun 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 how the fuck could
1: he tell that from the top yeah, of the wall yeah
0: because he's got super eyesight or something I suppose
1: because you no know, I'm fairly sure all black horses look the same hey that's fucking that's racist. racist against yeah, horses
0: seriously <laughs> like
1: they but from that high up I'm sorry I I Personally, wouldn't be able to tell if that was your black horse or my black horse or Benjamin's black horse because it's it far away. could be a
0: middle aged white horse masquerading as a black horse. Just saying. Could be. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> if you know, yeah. you know. That's, if you yeah. don't, don't go looking for yeah. it. <laughs> yeah,
1: if, if you don't know, continue <laughs> yeah. on. Or...
0: Um, so, yeah, that, that scene just moves on and we find out that Robert has been gravely wounded off fucking
1: screen. Yeah. Oh, I know. this pissed me off the first time I saw it when I was only half watching it and half playing FIFA. Um, and then whenever he watched it, I've gone, "That's on. not.
0: That's just not on. That's he, not so, acceptable."
1: He dies. You, you're setting him up. You set him up as a major character from day one. You know, the king. You know, the king rides north. You see all this stuff, all this backstory about the mad king and the war, and, the, and all we've had alluded to the last six weeks is there's another war coming, and he dies off screen having been being attacked by a fucking boar. Now this
0: is typical of game of thrones and its attitude towards deaths and as i've alluded to in the past this is the first place i'm really going to get a chance to talk about it is this episode um i've alluded to it in the past but my biggest problem with the whole show is that they don't treat characters deaths with the respect and the weight that they deserve this is a character that has been in correct me if i'm wrong but i think he's been in every episode so far even if just for a short period of time he is the king he is a person who has great sway over the events of the story he has some serious dramatic weight and you decide to gravely injure him off screen and then eventually off him off screen that is just yeah, no, wrong. Th- that, like I should have known it's at this point. I should have, at this point in my first watch through of the show, I should have been like, "I've spent seven hours with this motherfucker, and you're just going to kill him off screen? Fuck you!" But I didn't. <laughs> I that, don't know
1: why. I mean, that, that, the the whole thing of it, right, is that that in last week's episode, he tells Ned he's going off to the hunting. You know, Ned's going to be. Um, like he's going to be in charge while he's away sort of thing so we know he's off on the hand and then we we have this pointless scene later on where you can see he's, he's having a drink while he's on the hand and he's arguing with everybody and he's not really taking it that seriously okay fine but there's no real threat there. there's no imminent danger there and then all of a sudden you get Renly runs in to tell Sherlock Stark that the king's been the king's been mortally wounded by a boar and then you go in and see him, and he's on his deathbed with this you know, massive stinking pussy bloody bandage yeah. around him. And he's like, "Well, what the fuck happened to you?" "Oh, boar got me." "Well, how yeah. did it get?" It, you? "It's not.
0: It's not you, treated with any respect whatsoever."
1: No, and they like, they tried to cover it with um, with Robert saying, "Oh, I, I mistimed my swing, and it got it got him. got between me and my sword." Well, "I'm sorry," that doesn't really mean anything unless you're somebody particularly adept at sword fighting. That doesn't mean no. fucking anything. Uh, Apart from no, no, was was he drunk? Was, no, was no, was it dark and he couldn't see it? Was it was it more than one of them? Was he distracted by something well, else? Give us about, yeah, detail. As
0: we find out shortly, uh, there was a Lannister plot allegedly to wow. fill him full of wine so that he was drunk to allow the Boar to kill him
1: again if you're going to do that i mean we've, we've talked about invisible poisons and shit like that already in this show why if, go to that convoluted effort of, of possibly oh no, no, might no. Here's,
0: here's something even better than that if you're going to do that let us know it's called drama and we saw it last week handled very well you need to clue us into this shit this is Basic Chekhov's gun stuff. Like, show yeah. us what is going on so that we know what's happening. Yeah, don't just tell
1: us after the event. No.
0: Like, just, you only need to hint to us that this is what's happening, you know, and, and it would be fine, yeah. but you don't. So, it just feels cheap. Um, yeah, it's horseshit. It's absolute horseshit. Um, but then we get even more character turning on their heels because all of a sudden Ned is charged with ruling until Joffrey is of age, even though Ned has now said two or three times that he absolutely does not want to be king. Yeah. And I mean I know he's technically not king.
1: He'd still be regent, wouldn't he? So he'd still have the authority of the king.
0: Exactly. He would be regent. And he, he agrees to do it. Like... At this point, he's doing it just to spite Cersei, I think.
1: Well, at this point, you kind of think, well, if he's doing it, it gives him more time to uncover things and to get things set and you know, up properly until the rightful king can come in. However, he's already outlined his plot to Cersei, so that kind of goes out the window, because she's going to look for any opportunity she can to fuck him off. Yeah. And lo and behold, she gets it within about 20 minutes. Yeah.
0: Yeah um awful just awful 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 uh and robert's dying wish his dying wish mind you is not look after my son make sure he grows up to be an honorable man like you you know it's it's none of that his dying wish is to let danny a woman he's never met and only ever heard about in stories is to let her live despite the advice of all of his counsel
1: yeah and the fact he was so adamant when he was in his right mind he was so adamant that she had to die because she was a danger to the throne yeah so again
0: complete heel turn total like from yep she has to die to oh, I'm dying now so what does ah, it, fuck fucking it is. Matter? doesn't affect
1: me any more so bollocks to her
0: nonsense
1: yeah, Nonsense!
0: More shit. Nonsense! Yeah. Nonsense! So yeah, then we get the revelation that the Lannisters have been feeding Robert wine prior to the hunt. Dun dun dun. Um, whatever. Get to fuck. Um, yeah. We then get to probably the the best stuff of the episode, to be fair, which is Danny mounting her bid for the throne. Yeah. Um. Although even this is not particularly interesting at this point because it it started and pretty much finished last week um, danny yeah. sort of became the, the character that she's going to become more or less last week um yeah. but you know we've we get some good jorah stuff which is always good you know um mm. he's he, he's essentially pardoned but has changed his mind he's completely loyal to danny now he's made his mind yeah. up he stuck his flag in the sand um but you know He kind of knew that before he sold her out to begin with. So why even bother going down that road in the first fucking place?
1: Yeah, it doesn't make any sense.
0: No, none at all. None at all. I I totally understand his decision to stay with her because his character from day one has always been besotted with her. Yeah. Um, But why go down the avenue of him selling her out other than just so we can get this next scene really.
1: Well, yeah, that's it, I mean...
0: Which is, again, stupid. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. The, the only good thing out of the scene, and, and just to explain, it, it's a case of a, a wine seller trying to offer Danny a free sample of wine. Um Jorah comes in and insists that he drink it first, after his conversation about being pardoned. Uh, the yeah. guy refuses, and the only good thing to come out of the scene is the first real glimpse in in Amelia Clark's performance of the Danny that she will become as I say the story wise she got there last week but we get it in the line she commands this guy you will drink yeah. And, and you just you see it in her eyes here she you, is not do, fucking again, around
1: again <laughs> you get it in the performance but you don't get it in the writing because again she just turned again completely on a sixpence she's she's there she's having a laugh she's having a joke she's oh you flatter me sir i can't do this i can't do that um and then all of a sudden jora comes in says two words yep It said you first and all of a sudden she's like oh something's, something's wrong. kill, something's wrong yeah. Hang on! What the fuck? Yeah, uh, and again, it, it, again, the, the performance is spot on, but the the, the way that's written, the way that that scene is put together, it's absolutely fucking again, horrible.
0: Compared to last week, where every scene had a beginning, a middle, and an end, and crescendo nicely, this is. My, my next note, incidentally, in big capital letters, is God! This episode is fucking dull. So this is the <laughs> point where I started looking at my watch. I
1: think. We are we halfway through here?
0: Uh, yeah. yeah, it's that and I'm just like, this This felt dull. Um, and just when you thought it couldn't get any more dull, we get probably the worst scene yet at the wall, where we oh. learn that John follows the old gods, uh, and so needs to go out to the weirwood tree in order to yeah. make his pledge. Um, now, we've heard mention of the old gods and the new, and yeah. we've had probably over the last seven episodes i would say a good 45 minutes of explanation of this is who this character is and this is their house and their house has this banner and they wed so and so and all of their children have blonde hair and brown hair we've had nothing at all about what the old gods are and what the new gods are now look that's fine this high fantasy world building bullshit does not interest me anyway but if you're going to make a point out of it in this episode, yes. I need to understand why this is important. Because quite frankly, it's not important at all. So.
1: Yeah. And thing, not only that, the only real conversation we've had about the Gold Gods and the new previously was uh, last week with Arya and um Terry Pharrell, where she says oh we worship the old gods and the new mm. and he says there's only one god and that's the god death. of death yeah
0: now to be fair this will become very important and especially to john as the show goes on yes but at this point in time when you haven't given us any of this information it's absolutely fuck it all. means nothing whatsoever and by the time it is important i'd kind of forgotten anyway again because yeah. it's so unimportant and you haven't explained it to us
1: yeah and it's delivered so bloody poorly as well
0: yeah oh <laughs> terrible uh this scene is awful and as i say generally whenever we're at the wall i'm i'm all in but this scene no don't. oh and then sam just decides he's going to follow the old gods as well like, yeah, because
1: fuck it, why not?
0: John should missed his fucking call, and he should be a Jehovah's Witness because seriously, that's the quickest I've <laughs> ever seen anyone convert. <laughs> like his his fucking doorstep rate would be awesome. Just, it would.
1: <laughs> I, I I quite like the the justification that Sam used as well as I well, the because the new gods have never done anything or the seven gods have never done anything for me so I'll give the other ones a try so well uh, yeah I was, no, I was a Christian last week but didn't, fuck it, man. it didn't work so I, I'll, I'll be a Jew this week I'll be a Sikh next week and now, see what happens
0: interesting you say that because I have a note written here and I think it's later on but we'll skip forward to it then um, I've written down is following the old gods equivalent to being Jewish because that's kind of that's kind of how it feels.
1: Could be. I, I don't know. I haven't thought about it that much, to be
0: honest. I, I think following the old gods is, is is essentially being Jewish. I think. Um. So John's a Jew, apparently.
1: Oh, so, so is entire family, apparently.
0: Well, if we know. Um,
1: well, I can, Yeah, no, the Starks are. I guess. So. Yeah. Well, Benjamin was wasn't it? Benjamin. Benjamin followed the old.
0: Yeah. So. That's
1: that's why. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I haven't given it that much thought, to be honest. It just again, it just seems like. A, because we haven't got that part of the of the world yet, it seemed entirely pointless. Yeah, this is, this isn't the way to introduce them. I mean, we we had the tree; at Winterfell fell in the first episode. The um, I mean, there was a, it was a the same species yeah. of tree. It didn't have the same characteristics in it,
0: I believe they call them something. something I'm sure like that. it's a weird wood tree.
1: Yeah. So you know, you, you, you have the scripts, and that obviously that will be significant way 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 in the future. Um, but no, no, there's very little about given how much they go into all the lore and all the mythology about dragons and all that sort of shit where is your religion? Yeah. No you, you have Yeah that's, I think that's,
0: it's, that's what I'm season, saying we've,
1: we've had Yeah like in season 5 you have about... the um, and that's <laughs> the other um, one like Cersei makes reference to the mother Yeah um, which is another fucking deity somewhere else and some other religion and then when you get to um, season 5 I think it's where you have the High Sparrow they you know, they have they don't have the, the old gods on there they just have the mother and it's like all this stuff it's important to somebody and it was important enough to write it yeah. but they haven't bothered to explain what it's come from I've no doubt it's all in the books
0: yeah I'm not going to read the books I'm not I'm nope. really not that interested in it as I say I, I just I feel like if you're going to make a point of it in this episode and show me this uh, then you have to let me know why you are showing me this otherwise yes just wasting my fucking time to be honest so show me something give me a fucking Arya scene for Christ's sake just yeah, because she, she's not in this episode no, at all, We'll get to that when I come to my conclusion. Um,
1: oh, that's only just tweet.
0: Yeah, no, she's not in this episode at all, which is probably why it feels so fucking long and boring. <laughs> yeah, the, she, yeah there's, there's no lightness there's to no it. There's no Arya and there's no Tyrion. There's no comic relief in this episode whatsoever. The closest you get is Sam, uh, yeah. and that's a different kind of comedy. Um, but we'll get to that when, when we get to the end. So I, at this point then... Somebody in the writing team seems to have confused John with Rob in terms of their characters because all of a sudden John becomes an entitled whiny little bitch, which he hasn't been at all thus far in the show. He's always been, and it's the reason the men follow him. He's been the guy that, yes, I'm highborn, but I'm one of you and I will get stuck in. And that's, yeah. that's why they followed him. He's he's one of them. Now all of a sudden he seems to think that he deserves to be a ranger, and he just he, he flat out comes over as Luke Skywalker. He flat out. Yeah, no. I always wanted to be a ranger. Well, tough shit, mate. I always wanted to be a fucking millionaire, and I'm not. So get on with Give it. it Life stinks,
1: you know. But I mean, given as well, you had a conversation. He had a conversation with Ben, and I think week three. Where he says about being ready, I'm ready, and Benjamin says flat out, "You're not, you're not ready until you're yeah. ready, and you won't get it until yeah. somebody thinks you deserve it." And that, no, that's we we said at the, at the time, that's a, that's a, a very good character for him because all of a sudden he realizes that actually, yeah. I I can't afford to be like that because that's not me anyway. Yeah. Or if I come up here like that, I'm going to get stuck on Latrine Duty for the next twenty years.
0: Yeah. So what we actually I, learn, I need to pay my dues. Yeah. And what we actually learn, which you know you got to be pretty thick to not realise what's going on here, is yes he's been passed over for a spot in the Rangers, but he is going to be Mormont's steward. Yeah. And it is if if you didn't realise, it's even said like essentially Mormont is grooming him here yeah. to be the next Lord Commander of the Night Watch. Yeah. Like. He sees the potential in him, he just needs to be patient. But he can't be. And it just feels, again, for a character, it feels wrong. The only good thing about the scene, Sam's comeback is hilarious. It made me do a spit take, and it's the best thing in this entire episode. John's line I always wanted to be a ranger, Sam responds. Well, I always wanted to be a wizard.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he delivers it,
0: it with such conviction. He absolutely nails it. Yeah.
1: And, um, and so, no, it's that type of comedy with Sam, isn't it? It just diffuses any situation completely yeah. and instantly.
0: Yeah. I, I literally spat coffee. Uh, it's excellent. Absolutely. Like, MVP of this episode totally goes, yeah. to, goes to Sam. Like, completely saves what was otherwise a horrible horrible scene Yes. um, that again makes no character sense there's a lot of that in this episode Um, we get some mention of Stannis, I think this might be the first real mention or description of Stannis that we get his his
1: name comes up his name has come up once before Um, I think it came up during the the scene at the hunt with um, Robert and Randley last week, I think his name was mentioned and that was kind of it yeah Whereas now we know now we're uh, we're getting to the point where, okay, well if Joffrey isn't the heir, then Stannis is the Stannis heir because he's Robert's yeah. older brother. He's the next in the line of succession.
0: Yes, because Ned's having a conversation about it here, and um, I've written here that Ned really is dis uh, sorry Ned really is honourable to the point of fucking stupidity.
1: Like, well, I'm not being funny again. But like we've we've talked about this before. I think when they went to see Gendry at the, the the foundry, you don't have these conversations in fucking public. No,
0: you really so don't.
1: So, Re- Renly approaches you and sa- uh, says, "Now, make me king. Yeah, let's 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 launch a coup against the Lannisters. Let's take let's let's keep the throne with the Baratheons because you know, they're going to fuck it up. Yeah, you, you, don't, you don't have, have that conversation, conversation no. in, in, in a hallway in King's no. Landing. I'm sorry, you and don't again, do it. And again,
0: there's two things with this scene. One, as I say, he is he, like this just doesn't fly at all because i don't care how honorable you are as you say you don't have that conversation and there is a point where self-preservation is going to come above honor for everyone and ned here is just acting so recklessly like he is honorable to the point of stupidity and then moreover if he really was an honorable person and wanted to see the right thing done by everybody kind of like jamie Mm -hmm. lannister would um then stop being such a stubborn prick. Like, literally, if Ned wasn't being such a stubborn bastard about the Lannisters here, he could stop all of this before it even starts. The whole show could end here. But he doesn't. He
1: doesn't. Yeah, just doesn't uh, doesn't fly. It doesn't make any sense. No,
0: but there you go. (laughs) Uh, Next scene, uh, my most excitable comment of the episode Yay, wolf. <laughs> so you know, there is some good in this episode. We get some ghost. Uh, it's not just any yeah. direwolf. We get to see ghost, who's obviously the best wolf. So you know,
1: well, he's the only one we still see.
0: Yeah, pretty much.
1: Pretty much. Now, what, what, late lady's dead. namira has been sent off in the wilderness. Summer is stuck with Brandu and fuck all, uh, we haven't seen. Um, Fucking shaggy dog since day one.
0: Yeah.
1: And I, f- I feel like I missed
0: one. Uh, I don't know. But Ghost is the best, anyway.
1: Yeah. Oh, Rob's, uh, Rob's Diewolf, who we, t- yeah. I can't even fucking remember what that one was. Um, But yeah, so no, Ghost is the only one who actually does anything ever.
0: Yeah. He really is. Um, this is where I've written my note about is following the old gods like being Jewish or yeah. something. We've had that discussion. Uh, then we're back over to Dothrak with... <laughs>
1: well, no, before that, um, the, the scene the ends. Scene, so they, they do their ritual prayer to the old gods or wherever it is and they're all hugging and uh, might as well be about to shag. And then Ghost turns up with a severed hand. Oh, yeah, that's right. So he does. Yeah. From fucking nowhere, the severed hand, and we find out nothing about it.
0: No, we don't oh, actually. It's, it's just hand. dropped, isn't it? I had forgotten that even happened
1: because it's just dropped. Yeah. It's just dropped and then I don't believe we actually hear anything about the seven hand. Ever. Excellent. Good writing. You know, I mean, marks. Is, 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 the, is the assumption supposed to be that it's Benjamin's hand? Because it's also come back so maybe he's dead.
0: Yeah, I I thought at the time maybe it was oh, Benjamin's hand. That's, that was the insinuation I got. But burnt. again, if, not... that,
1: um, if you're going to have this in the scene... Make something of yeah. it. Give her a reason to be
0: there. Yeah, yeah agreed. Um, total bullshit. Um, unlike the, the, there is an awesome Jorah moment here when we go back to Dothrak. There is, so there is the odd good thing in this episode. Mostly it's horseshit though. Um, yeah. Again, we get some some wonderful stuff from Jorah. I said last week about how I can't wait for his Batman, um, and and here's here's another example of that where um, he's having a conversation with Danny and she says he will not have my son. And Jorah's response, and he fucking means every word of it, is he will not have you either, Khaleesi. Uh yeah. And like the world just needs to be afraid of this man. Like you get the impression he could take you apart piece by piece.
1: Like. Well, yeah, and I mean, we haven't really. We haven't seen, seen him fight a lot maybe, of, maybe. We haven't seen him do anything no. yet. I mean, we've we've seen, we've seen little snippets of this type of character. We haven't seen him sword in hand and actually doing anything yet. No. And it's going to be a while until we do, but when you do, yeah, I, up.
0: and that, that all comes over in his delivery. It it reminds me of like this line just throws me back to the Dark Knight Returns where, where Batman's talking about um, that he's having a fight and he's talking about being an operating table and he's the surgeon, yeah, and he's describing every move as he does it, and that this line just conjures that for me um where he he could just systematically take you apart it sounds like yeah and and it's all there in his delivery um and then uh yeah then carl drogo comes in and he's annoyed um and i've just written nice work robert you've pissed off aquaman
1: (laughs) Um, (laughs) but again i mean it's it shows the sort of the the level of culture the level of respect that's given to the draki is that his thing to jorah is Oh, you you say that yes. like, I owe you everything. Pick whichever horse you want; horse it's you
0: yours. Want. Yeah, yeah.
1: Gold, maybe.
0: I no. don't know. Yeah, a no. couple of a couple, couple, couple of women. Yeah.
1: yeah, so you've got them in spades anyway. They're all there and dancing around with their tits out. So give them a couple of them, maybe. But what
0: what it also essentially says now is that I mean we knew this anyway because we've we've had the scene with with Jora you know comparing swords yeah quite literally um but but we kind of in the same way but he's now he's had it from karl drogo like essentially you know you're good people you're yeah. one of us nobody is fucking with you Um, uh, at this point he is well in. yeah
1: that's it and obviously I mean, we uh, we we you know we've been told the thing about him being a slaver and we've had the two different versions of that story um and no, obviously we now know that he's um well we've known for a couple of weeks that he's, a, he's a traitor as well he's spying on uh, daenerys so again, it kind of adds, adds a little bit of weight to that side of things where you think, yeah, okay, he's he's a badass, but he's still a duplicitous little fucker at this point. Because yes, he, and given what what's, what's going to come shortly uh, in terms of who you can trust in the show, I think it's very difficult that where you get a character who's who's portrayed as being very dishonest from day one. Yeah, you know, he's he's a slaver, he's a he's a braggart, no, he's he's a sellsword, he's a, he's a spy, he's a traitor, whatever so they're this, this, this setting him up straight away in the exact opposite way they're setting up other characters who would you know, shank you as soon as look at you
0: yeah and it, it's a shame really because that I feel like does him a disservice because that's something that's never really carried through with no. his character No, that's so right. it's not like there's a whole level of his character there to play with it's just not carried through it's dropped like a ton of bricks and it's already been dropped more or less yeah um, it's, yeah Stupid, and and it's a shame because he is such a good character. Um, one note I've got here, and this may just be on my Blu-rays. Um, there is a scene now with with Karl Drogo, sort of um, just sort of rallying his troops, saying how they're going to ride across the sea and take King's Landing and this and that, and it's all subtitled. He's speaking in Dothrak, and yeah. it's subtitled. However, on my DVD, I also get after his lines in brackets subtitled. Men cheering, men clapping.
1: I don't remember seeing that. To no, be
0: I think in authoring the DVDs, instead of actually showing you the subtitles on screen, they're showing you the closed captions. Um, Maybe it just made me laugh, but it pulled me straight out of the scene. So I'm yeah, sure this scene might have big... been better than than it than I'm giving it credit yeah, for because I mean, it, it seems like a good scene. To be fair, it is
1: quite a big scene, and I think again from what I've been reading about it. Um, uh, Jason Momoa has been roundly really lauded for his intensity and the way he delivers the scene and yeah. so if, you, if, you, if you're being dragged out of it by poor rendering and uh, and unnecessary captioning that's quite unfortunate it is it, it is really
0: but I, I and when I say dragged out of it you know I, I got back into the scene but just every time that came up it, it made me laugh yeah um, so shame really um, cock go. is my next note just cock exclamation mark full frontal penis not the first time no not the first time but still surprising to see on television
1: yeah um, but, it, but it's no it, it's not prime time regular tv is
0: it i don't know why because we've had plenty of tits and vag
1: we oh, yeah, had theon's cock as well didn't we, a couple of weeks ago
0: we did well theon is one great big gigantic well, cock yeah, but, yeah. to be fair <laughs> uh then next story beat. really we learn that renly has fled Coward. Yeah. Um. He's taken iron fist with him and fucked off yeah. to be iron fisted, presumably. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, maybe, maybe he's a little bit of iron and Who knows?
0: Maybe. I don't. I don't know who's who. And that maybe I. I get the impression from their relationship that they're fairly equal. So. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Who knows?
1: Um. Yeah. Who actually cares? Let's be fair.
0: Yeah. Nobody. Who gives a fuck about Renly? Full stop. Like, but. Well, off
1: eventually,
0: but yeah. Yeah. Like, seriously, couldn't care less. Um, then we get to the final scene in the throne room. Joffrey sat on the throne. Cersei's next to him, and she's done her fucking hair. Yes. Like, she has been waiting for this. She has been waiting for Robert to die off screen so she can go and get a new do.
1: <laughs> but she does that quite often. She you, know, you, she can be in two consecutive scenes, which are set immediately after each other. she have a different fucking hair and a different wardrobe.
0: Yeah. Um, anyway, we get the, we we get the information that Robert's died off screen. Joffrey yeah. sat on the throne, essentially waiting to give commands. Oh, we have skipped over a, a slight scene from earlier where Ned and Littlefinger are discussing um, how they're going to play this. And Littlefinger yes. mentions that when there's no king, the man with the army will control the uh, sorry, the man with the money will control the army, insinuating that he has the money, which of course he does. Yes. So in Marches Ned with his letter that's been written by Robert saying that Ned is to be the regent. Hands it to Oh he oh, hands it to um Barson, to sorry. And, yeah yeah. Uh, calling him out to be honourable, which he is, he reads the letter up. Cersei then comes down off her fucking throne and goes full panto villain. Yes. Tearing the fucking letter up as if you didn't as if she wasn't able to convey her distaste for this move just with her dialogue she has to tear the letter up into little pieces yeah like she's just missing the dr evil finger at her mouth at this point (laughs) um and oh look little fingers fucking sold ned out and he's got a knife to his throat and the whole army's turned on him well i never saw that coming honest
1: And the, the, the biggest kick in the nuts is when, it, the, the last line you get in the episode where a little thing says, yeah. I did warn you not to trust me. And Sean Bean's face... Oh, it's horrible. I can't tell whether he's acting or he's just like, that's a really fucking horrible line. I can't believe you said that, you absolute cockweasel. And it's
0: done in a real tight close-up as well. Yeah. In a completely unmotivated cut. It's horrible. It, it is. It looks you get, you like get, amateur hour.
1: It does, but then... I so you get that really you know, shitty decline line from Littlefinger. Ned's face dro- sort of half drops and it cuts to black for the credits. Yeah. I was like, seriously, that's it? Yeah. I've been be waiting an hour for something to happen. You insinuate something's going to happen and then you cut to black. What the actual fuck?
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. What the fuck? I totally agree. And especially since, like, let's be honest, we've seen this come in all episode. Like,
1: oh, we've seen this come in all fucking season.
0: Ned, in this episode, Ned is... Like a fucking victim in a slasher movie. Like I am literally screaming at the TV, like stop being such a fucking moron. Yeah. It's like don't run up, up the stairs, stairs, Ned. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you took the words out of my <sighs> mouth. This is running up the stairs. That's exactly what he's doing. Yeah. Um, it, it's awful. You may as well tell him he's gonna be right back. Like Yeah. That's <laughs> seriously. Ugh, horrible. Okay, so in closing out my notes. Um What a fucking mess of an episode. Um, Yeah. um, after, After last week's episode, that's the worst thing, is because last week's was so good, this does seem worse. I'm sure, in fairness, if last week's had been consistent of the level that the two prior to it were, then maybe this wouldn't have seemed so bad. But the problem is when you have such dizzying highs is you also get crashing lows and... This is one of them. You know, last week was Pacey. It was action-packed. Look, I've spoken. I'm not going to go on and on again about Jane Spenson, but it was just well-written. And this week, instead, we get just the whole fucking politics and the pomp and circumstance of of King's Landing, and it just feels turgid here. Like, I, 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 I remember, and I said it back at the start of this episode, I remember or at least perhaps it's nostalgia, I don't know. But I remember looking back on this season and thinking, I actually quite enjoyed all of the politics of King's Landing. And when we were sort of in season four and five, I was like, what happened to this show? Where was that little Sherlock Stark storyline when everything felt sort of claustrophobic and, and tighter? And yeah, I think maybe nostalgia was doing it a very high level of service in that it, well, it felt a lot be, yeah. better than it is because... I've written here that, like, look, can we just get this fucking season over already? Because I am so fucking bored of Ned Stark now. I really am. Like, he's a fucking moron. Um, yeah. And he's boring. Like, I, I don't care about anything going on with Ned at all anymore. Like, it, it, his whole storyline could have been wrapped up in three episodes at a push. Yeah, could have been. And, and I mean, I've, probably I've got big issues with...
1: Yeah, I've got big issues with next week's episode, and I know that it's events from next week's episode are taken from the book, but mm. for me, it's probably the biggest example so far of the writers jumping the shark. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, but we'll get to that next week. I mean, in terms of the...
0: I don't feel, I don't feel like they've jumped the shark yet. They've annoyed me. Um, but again, for those of you that don't know where this goes, and I, I can't believe that's many of you, um, but at this point now, re-watching it... I, I, obviously we're peeking behind the curtains now, which you know, I, I guess I wasn't doing on the first watch through because I didn't know where it was going. But hmm. sort of, you know, when when you see the Wizard of Oz, then you kind of think we really are just spending all of this time with Ned just so that later events feel weightier than they need be. Um, and, and Because that's we'll his story could be done in three episodes and it could end the same way that it ends um, and the show could move on the same way that it moves on. But I think this season would be so much pacier for it. Um, I, and we are, we, we're just elongating the inevitable here. And yeah. It, it's, yeah, bad. Um, moreover, Tyrion and Arya are absent and their absence is really fucking felt in this episode it, it really it is. really is um, the episode's just so fucking dry and miserable um, and, and just I, I think in general I've, I've said about Ned's storyline could be wrapped up earlier and I just think for what we actually get out of this episode in terms of furthering the narrative and furthering we further no characters here at all some of them actually take a step back others just yeah. remain on the same level, um but for what this actually does for the story, like you could have done this whole episode in like twenty minutes, tops Yeah,
1: well, it's- I mean, t- saying that, I mean, we talked about the writing as well. I mean, I think it was two weeks ago. What um, on the wiki page it tells you what chapters have been converted for the episode. Yeah, and I say converted, not adapted, because it's not an adaptation. Um, for my money. Um, but there were sort of eight or nine in that episode. There were five in this episode. There you go. Uh, there were only five chapters, so I mean it feels like a slog. And then they added in the sequence with Tywin slaughtering, Butcher butchering the beast, and uh, little thing as uh, auditions. Um, they were added in, and the, the reason the, you get the impression that the soon the Tywin scene would have appeared somewhere else in a different way but without the interesting visual or this distraction this of the animal which t- takes away from the fact it's a really fucking pointless scene. Um, and then Littlefinger, again, it's just titillation for the sake of titillation and it doesn't add anything to the story.
0: That The episode would be much better without that scene. Removing it would would actively improve the episode.
1: Yeah, that's it. Um, and I mean, that's the, the, the Tywin Jamie scene, It's it introduces the characters. You know, he's pragmatic, he's functional, he's... You know, he's very capable and he's a bit of a dick but he didn't no, he didn't need him butchering the animal the only reason it's there is because it's a fucking boring scene without it
0: yeah totally
1: um... and I mean it, it, again it shows those are the two that have been added in they're not based on anything they've been thrown in by the right um, by the, the show writers as opposed to George R. R. Martin and it kind of shows it, it sets the tone for the episode very very poorly
0: it does, and it and it comes back to something that I'm sure we're going to mention several times, and I know we've mentioned once or twice already um, over over the course of the podcast. Is that when you adapt material from one medium to another, like you don't have to stick to it absolutely rigidly the whole point no, is that right. this is a different medium so you can adapt, you can move scenes around, you can add characters you can condense characters you can give yeah. us the information in a different way you need to play to the strengths of the medium and they really don't do that at all it's, uh, it's, it's infuriating it really is, we don't have to hear about every little narrative point of the books, we just need the important stuff
1: yeah, but again, that's not what they do, and that's, that's a problem we've had time and time again, and we'll continue to have. Yeah. Especially when, especially when the series overtakes the books. Oh god! And then they yeah. kind of go, oh, "What the fuck we're doing?" Uh, uh, and then it all kind of goes awry.
0: You, to be fair, I, I disagree with a lot of the directorial choices at that point, aside from the, the last episode. Um, but I do think that in terms of its execution, the show works better after that point. Um, I I think
1: it becomes more polished and becomes tighter. The problem is because we've had five years of it meandering the way it does, it's such a step change that even if it is better, it feels as though it's being forced.
0: It does, and the the actual character U-turns and just... D- like de- dispatching of people left right and center just just gets worse at that point yeah uh, whole storylines yeah. just get jettisoned without any explanation whatsoever when we get there but we'll get there in god knows how many weeks time yet we've <laughs> yeah. we, we've still still got three fucking episodes of this season to go this, yeah, this no, feels like a chore now.
1: <laughs> yeah, this this seemed like a good idea at the time. I mean, this is going to be next week. I've got a lot to say, um, and then the last two, I don't know. I gotta be honest. I don't know if Eddie. We'll see when we get there. I I
0: had I, as will be sort of accounted for with with the running time of this episode compared to the others, but in terms of our recording, oh, yeah. like I've got very little to say about this week because there's nothing to say. It's a bad. It's flat out. Bad TV this week and it's worse than that. Fucking boring. There's nothing interesting yeah. to discuss here. It's boring.
1: Yeah, I'd say that's uh
0: And that that's probably the worst thing I can say about yeah, it. Yeah, I think
1: in any episodic show a mid uh, mid season you always have a bit of a lull. But we should no, well, we're we episode yeah. seven of ten and we should be out of mid season and into we should be we ramping should be up. Yeah, ramping up and it's only the last of four or five minutes of this episode where you actually get any sort of entry or any interest. By which point A, it's too late, and B is handled so bloody poorly. You don't actually care. No, um, it's horrible. Yeah, horrible. I just, yeah, I, I don't really know where else to go with. It. I mean, it's it was a slog to watch, it's a slog to recount, um, because it just there's so many problems with it. There's nothing we can, no, there's nothing, nothing we can really sort of add to it. I don't think
0: no nothing at all Um, the stuff in Dothrak is good yeah Um, stuff at the wall is not great but we're at the wall so I give it a pass um, because it's visually interesting and I like the characters the rest of it just absolutely fucking blows (laughs) absolutely blows I think that's probably the the best way to
1: sum it up um, yeah, if you disagree with us, as always, get in touch. Um, we're on Facebook with the Double Down Podcast Network, uh, on Twitter at ddpodcastnet. Go um, to our website, ddpodcast.net. Um, you can find previous episodes of this show. You can find our other shows, um, other shows by other people as well. Um, have a listen. To, that's not what you think. Um, but, yeah, by all means, come at us because I, I'm struggling. At this point, we're getting to the end of Season 1, and I'm struggling to find the upside. I really yeah, am. Yeah,
0: me too. Um, this yeah, this is a low this, this is a low point, I think.
1: Yeah, hopefully it'll pick up uh, next week. But uh, yeah, till then. Game over.